Welcome back to episode 19 of Nintendo Rama. I told you last week, didn't I? You sure did. Let's discuss and get on with the show. Well, Dave, you called it once again, and <laughs> if we can predict anything, it's Nintendo's tweets on Tuesday mornings. And my uncle works at Nintendo. You know how that works. Dude. We got a we got an indie world to discuss, and it was we quite do. a hefty one, to be honest, for the 20 minutes that it, or so that it was on. Right, there, there was a lot of announcements. Um, They've, in my opinion, Nintendo specifically, maybe not so much the other companies, have like perfected the right amount of talking and gameplay trailer. I agree. Um, they, they have realized that, well, people come for the games, and gotta be honest, uh, what was it, Ghost of Tsushima, when that was announced, and they had like that, that flute player for a long time on the Sony event? Yep. I, you know, I... I want to see the game. I, I okay. I appreciate you want to try something new, but I want to see games, man. I um, yeah. I other companies seem like they're starting to adopt it, but like I think mm -hmm. they're good at doing the intro, showing the game, showing a few games, and then you get to do a dev diary for like not even thirty seconds, and that's fine. I get it. You know, give them time to give some background or right. explain whatever it is, and that's cool. But like anything longer, it's like not worth it unless you're planning your show to be an hour i don't right. want that in 20 minutes i don't like like 20 minutes doesn't sound like a lot but what was it like there was a bunch of games announced in 20 minutes at one point i was like look at all these announcements they were like four minutes in dude there's 19 games shown and so that's almost a game a minute that's a that's a lot it's a lot almost a game a minute um Jumping into it's... this, I <laughs> am not even going to say what I picked up because I didn't. Again, I'm on a good streak. Two weeks, no games pickups. I'm proud of myself. Um, I'm waiting on Cotton Reboot still, but that's all right. Right. But yeah, so we, we started with Bomb Rush Cyber Funk. And wow. Talk about Jet Set Radio vibes. I Yeah, uh, I was just saying that. Like, Was it last week, the week before, that... Sega wasn't doing anything with Jet Set Radio, and here they come. Yeah, I am very much looking forward to this game whenever it decides to come out. I think it's still slated. It's just slated for 2022 right now. Right. But yeah, I definitely want this game to come out. Um, even the art style and the music was very Jet Set Radio-esque. I think, at, I, I think at least... I think one of the... So the soundtrack is said to be made by multiple people, sure. but I believe... One of the composers from Jet Set Radio was involved with this, I if I'm not mistaken. It. I don't even doubt it. Like, it just <laughs> at least that's what I've heard. I'm. This looks great. I'm. It I'm does. really excited for it. Um, what else did we have after that? We had Toem. Toem. What did you think yep. of this black and white adventure? <clears throat> so at first, I was like, eh, "It's a fun little game. Probably not something I would pick up." Right. Because. The initial art style, it looked, uh, oh, how can you make, take pictures in this? And then they showed like the camera and how it's like zoomed in, and how everything looks pretty nice considering yeah. the initial art style. I was like, you know what? Maybe I will pick this up at some point. I, I felt the same. Like, it looks really 
looks really nice and it kind of has almost like Game Boy remnants to it just with higher pixel count. Um I guess I guess the photo taking genre is taking off now. Yeah, that's true. There's I mean, we stuff. recently had we had new Pokémon Snap. Um oh, what was that other game that recently came to Switch where you also take wildlife pictures? Oh, yeah. That was like then, during the humble through the Comfy Cozy Direct, I forget what it was called. Yes, and then wholesome now Toem. Wholesome games. Wholesome games, and now Toem. So I, I guess people like taking photos, which is probably the reason why more and more games are adding in, like, uh, photo mode nowadays. And causing chaos in dungeons with Loop Hero. So this was announced, I want to say, at before E3 even, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was during on PC, the... and it was by Devolver Digital. Yes, and, and I was waiting for this for a while already. Uh, they said it was going to Switch. They just didn't give it an, uh, a release date. So I was waiting for this to come to Switch. Um, I was really surprised that actually it was coming so soon. Um, like I, uh, the announcement, rather. Um, I didn't think we were going to see that for a bit. And it's nice to see that it was still being planned, you know, because people can cancel right. stuff all the time. And this does right. look good, you know. It's basically like a modern-day um, Dungeon Keeper. Look, I am, I am like really looking forward to this. So I have the feeling like winter—that's so far. Holiday season? Oh, how could you? But not with all these games coming out. Doesn't feel Sorry? far at all with all these games coming out. Yeah, I know. Like, at all, like far, changing tides. Yeah, which far loan loan sales was the first one, which I got physically, and it's a really nice game, uh, awesome soundtrack. And now that they're doing the sequel, so it's always nice to see indies getting. Right. Any recognition, let alone a sequel. So that's very cool to see. And we got this Necro Barista Final Pour game, which kind of is like Coffee Talk and Cyberpunk Valhalla mixed together, yep. but you're talking to Ghost. And I mean, <laughs> sure, cool. I This one, I didn't really like the art style, to be honest with you. Uh, the art style was okay. It just, I don't know. Visual novel is usually not my thing. There's like a handful that I play. And I, I, I would almost call it a stretch to call Phoenix Wright a visual novel, but that's like the extent of my visual novel experience. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard genre. Um I'm kinda with you. I, I play them. I don't really I and I have a lot I haven't played that I just own, but yeah, I right. I like coffee talk because you're at least doing other things than talking you're mixing drinks and making stuff phoenix right you're sure. doing investigations and you have to put stuff in the right order or you'll lose it's not just going through chats and picking the right word right right so yeah i'm with you on that one um i was excited that garden story was announced again and got a uh available later you know a uh, mm. little thing at the end how they do I, I thought this game was going to be good. I haven't played it because I'm waiting to see if they do a physical because it looks like a game that someone like Limited Run or Strictly Limited would pick up. Sure. Uh, and I just like gardening, gardening and farming games. They're pretty relaxing. And you, I believe you're the main character as a grape or like a turnip or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm always down for more wholesome games like that, especially during these trying times in the, the world today. Right, I agree. I would pick this up, but right now I still have several um, gardening games, farming games, stuff like that. So I have plenty to play through. I still have to put some dance in the Two Story Seasons games and Rune Factory 4. <laughs> um, 
Boyfriend Dungeon actually looks really good. Again, though, I think this is another game that Limited Run could pick up. Sure. Maybe. Um, it's a dungeon crawler, but also a ROM visual novel where you try and romance your weapons, who are actually male protagonists. Sure. So kind of weird. I mean, concept-wise. But I guess somebody, I guess somebody looked at Skyward Sword and was like, "Yes, this as a visual novel." Yeah, but there is like <laughs> that full-on, um, top-down dungeon crawling aspect to it, sure. which looks really cool. So I was half tempted to get it just for that, and the hand-drawn or two D drawn um, character models for your conversations look really good. So maybe right. I'll just get it anyway. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, next one was a surprise. It was released that day. Axiom Verge two. Right. So this got this got teased. Um, I don't know if this got teased in the last direct or if this got teased at the indie world before this one. I think it was the mm-hmm. indie world before this one. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it got announced and there was a dev thing on it and everyone was excited. But yeah, this came out the same day as the direct, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Limited Run right after tweeted that they're doing a physical version of the second one and a physical version of one and two combined. So obviously I'm getting one and two combined because <laughs> I don't um, own the first one. I do have the first one on Switch, digital. Sure. But uh, I haven't played it yet. Too many games coming out. <laughs> you know what it is. I I've, I've don't, heard... don't know what the gameplay is like, although I heard the second one's vastly different from the first. So from the first one, what I understand, it's kind of like a Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. relatively um there's actually a funny story about the first axiom verge when it was ported from steam to uh, epic i don't know if you ever heard that one no so when they put uh, from okay so this is just what i've heard take it with a grain of salt might be not true when they tried to port it from steam to epic they removed all steam folders and files sure. which caused the game to crash because there was an area full of steam and that couldn't be loaded because those files were no longer there. Mm. Oh, yes. I think I do remember hearing this. <laughs> that was great. I think I do, yeah. Um, I've heard that the first one is Metroidvania, and the second one is actually more like a 2D Breath of the Wild, which sounds actually pretty cool. Um, sounds pretty wild. Yeah, they, the, the gameplay between the two are diff- totally different from sure. each other. So I was partly excited for that. But since I don't have the first one and they're doing a bundle, I figured I'll just wait. The, that goes live October 1st, I think. Sure. So that'll be fun. Um, and then we got another surprise, which I did not expect. And I will buy this game digitally and physically if I have to, because Shovel Knight is great. So I first expected this to be Shovel Knight Dig, which we have not heard anything about anymore. Right, that's what I thought it was, too. <laughs> and then they come out with like, oh, hey, we're also making Shovel Knight uh, Pocket Dungeon. I'm like, what happened to Shovel Knight Dig? Because that was the one I was looking forward to. I... Don't get me wrong, I like a good puzzle game with Tetris-like elements, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Shovel Knight Dig more than Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon at this point. I hope they didn't scrap Dig for this game. I, I certainly hope not either. Although it does look good, like you said. It's very Tetris elements, kind of like Candy Crush in that style. But mm-hmm. there's also, from what they've shown a little bit of, actual dungeon crawling. Yep. Albeit very light. Uh, so having those two elements together look really cool. And Shovel Knight's already a decent series with plenty of spinoffs. And it looks like they're trying to make him a, you know, a, uh, a, a, franchise. a, a staple franchise in gaming. Which mm-hmm. he already start, start, is starting to become, at least in the indie scene. And, I mean, he is yeah. a... He's in Smash, and he's in other fighting games as a guest character. So I right. think that's pretty good. 
pretty cool. So yeah, what you said about the dungeon crawling aspect sounds about right. Uh, what I gleaned from the trailer is that you walk around the dungeon and then when you bonk into a monster, that's when the Tetris part starts right. as, as some kind of random encounter. Yeah. And apparently each character has different abilities. Yeah, I kind of almost got like a grindstone aspect to it, more so than like just straight up Tetris. Right. Um, because of the abilities and whatnot, but it looks good. I don't remember the release date for this one, but um, I think it's holiday. Yeah, it was a little while out, I know that. Yeah, I say that, holiday, not... but I say holiday, but that's like four months away. Well, it's definitely not 2022. So. No. Um, then we had Islanders Console Edition, which I know both of us bought, but only you have played, so you can give oh, your opinion gosh. on this. Okay, so it's a very relaxing game. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll try to explain it really quickly. You have sure. a randomly generated island with trees and flat land and mountains and stuff like that on it. Maybe bridges, maybe lakes, all that good stuff. Randomly generated that you look at from the top, you know, top-down view. More, more, actually, more like bird's-eye view. And then, okay. you get to, then you get to choose a pack of buildings, which is basically like ripping open a pack of trading cards. You get random buildings, uh, mostly associated with the team of the pack that you pick. Right. And you have to place them strategically on the island in such a way that it maximizes your score. If you score enough points, you get a new pack to open. Okay. Because once you place a, a, a building, it's gone from your inventory. Gotcha. And it's a, uh, if you place enough buildings, you can move on to the next island. And you keep doing that until you game over. It's basically a high score game like that. But it's so relaxing to do. Like It looks aesthetically pleasing. It does look aesthetically very pleasing. Uh, the buildings are really nice to look at. Uh, it's just... Despite the fact that it's a score-based game, it relaxes so much. It's, there's like no stress. Like, oh, I only scored two thousand points this round. I don't care. I'll start a new round with a new island. Right. Yeah. And there's um there's leaderboards for competing online with at least your Switch friends. I don't know if it's global. Um. So that's cool. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comp That's like trying to compete in a game like Stardew Valley. Oh, who can get the, yeah, the first yeah. one to get married or something like that? You're not gonna do that. Be honest. So the select few that actually are interested, I guess it's cool. But yeah, I mean, for $5, I totally was like, I have to buy this game. It looks really fun. Yeah, I said I have like 500 gold coins laying around. I was like, I'm picking this up. Sure. Um, this next game, I am so excited I didn't buy this on Steam because I wanted this game on the Switch. And it's Metal Slug Tactics. I originally thought this was already revealed for Switch, but apparently it was not. No, it was only on... It was it was revealed during E3 for Steam during PC gaming show, and I really mm. wanted it. And I'm like, I mean, that's really cool. I could see it coming to Switch, but who knows? So I waited. Sure. And Metal Slug is a super, you know, retro franchise, and a lot of people like it and know it, and it's usually a side-scrolling shooter. But now right. it's a tactics game, and I love tactics games. So as soon as I saw this, I was like, let me grab that, and if they make a physical, I will buy it, because... Do you remember, do you remember uh, when the last Metal Slug came out? The last one? Yeah. Like a new entry or like a remake of an old one? Or both? Let's say new entry. <laughs> no, definitely not. I know they've re they remake the series or give remasters to it all the time. As far as new entry, I couldn't tell you. Um, It seems uh, the newest entry was Metal Slug 7 on Nintendo DS in 2015. So it's been six years since a proper Metal Slug game. So okay. maybe Metal Slug, not everybody might appreciate that they went with a tactics game instead of a regular Metal Slug game. I, I certainly do. I like tactics games. I think there's been you know. remasters, though. I mean, I know Metal Slug's on the Switch. 
right? Yeah, I, I purchased Metal Slug 1 on Switch, yeah. Yeah, so I know there's that. I mean, I even have Metal Slug on my Vita. Like, it's all over the place. Um, right. So I, nice. I actually... I actually used to own an arcade cabinet of Metal Slug X. Dude, it's just so much fun. It's it's almost it's almost as good as Contra fun in my opinion. And like I yes. like the I like the uh, art style because it makes it almost timeless. And they yep. use that same art style but just made it more three D esque for the tactics because you can rotate the map. Sure, sure. So I I'm really happy for that. And so am I. I was also, I was also happy that they they're now putting Tetris Effect connected on the Switch, which is out, I believe, don't quote me, in October. I think it's out the same day as Metroid, but I could be wrong. I know one game on this list is. Um, it was, if not on the same day as Metroid, really darn close to it. Yeah. Um, um, I played this game on the Series X to completion, and I would buy it again, but just with everything coming out, I'd probably hold off, but it's very, 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 very good. So here's the thing, right? I mean, yes, it's Tetris Effect. From what I understand, one of the best ways to play Tetris, honestly... But yes. I also have like, I also have like, um, uh, what's it called, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which already has Tetris built in as well yep. as a regular game mode. Yep. Do I really need to purchase Tetris Effect if I already have like Tetris and multiple games that are like Tetris on Switch? <laughs> and Tetris Ninety Nine. And Tetris Ninety Nine. Do should I really purchase Tetris Effect? Of course, I'm gonna purchase Tetris Effect. It looks amazing. But do the I music, really have to? the music, and the aesthetics in the game make it worth it alone. And like just all of the new UI and gameplay elements that they let you do, mm. it's it's so good. I think the only better version of it now that it's on handheld is VR because it just it's so yeah. crazy to experience in VR. I I can't even explain it. It's just something sure. that has to be played. I I. Tetris literally evolved with this game. It's amazing. So definitely recommend it to those. Same with this next game, Astroneer, because it's moving closer and closer to getting No Man's Sky on the Switch, which Dave really wants. So yes. um, I also played this on Game Pass, and it's a lot of fun. Probably more so with co-op if it's available than single player, but it is a lot of fun. And no Man's Sky will be a prediction I make on every Indie World Direct. There you go. Astro yeah, that's true. Astroneer is kind of like um, Subnautica and No Man's Sky together, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what? I've been playing Subnautica, and I yeah, that's that's a good it's a good alternative. But Astroneer looks really fun, and that looks like the kind of game I'll be like, yeah, I'll pick it, I'll pick that up. This next game, Hundred Days Winemaking Simulator. I mean, probably the only game on this list not for me. Like, it I, look, it's cool, but like, I won't buy it. So it's called Winemaking Simulator. Sure. But then when I look at it, I look at the gameplay because, you know me, I like these simulation kind of games. And um, if I look at this, it's, it, it, it looks more like a puzzle game because the, 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 the things, the, the, the vineyards have shapes and stuff from the yeah. looks of it. And they're like carved. And I don't know if I quite would call this a simulator as much as a strategy game slash puzzler. Yeah, this was the only one that... Mm, this one and maybe one more that I see on the list that we haven't spoken about yet were the only ones to me that I just didn't really care for. So sure. I'd say 17 out of 19 gains is pretty solid. Right, right. <laughs> Overall, um, this Lumberer Jack game, we didn't see too much of it, but it looks cool from what I saw. I, sure. I, I don't mind playing I, as a bear with, a ac with an axe. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say from just that short trailer what the objective is, what you're doing. You're bearing axe. That's all I see from it. Yeah, and like the eShop listing is really all we have because it, it was part of that sizzle reel, which I think started with Astroneer. Um, yeah. And we got 
Curious Expedition 2, the first one, I don't... Is the first one on Switch? I, never, I, I think it's on know. Wii U. I've never, I never even heard of this, so I didn't even know that our it's, first one was out until they showed this. Yeah, it's confusing because it has like, it's from what I saw, it looks like a turn-based RPG, but there's like colonial elements to it. But then there was also, I think, like um, Native American or like some dinosaur thing. I was really confused. I don't really know what it's about. And this is the other game, obviously. If you can't tell, that's not for me. But a lot of people <laughs> seem to be. A lot of people looked at this and were like, yeah, this is good. This is fun. A sequel to Curious Expedition. And I was like, what even yeah. is it's this? It's all right. I mean, look, every game can't hit. I mean, they can. Right. Every it's, game can't hit. It's fine. It, 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 doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all for us. It's for everybody, right? Yeah. That's I, why this is... Uh, that, <laughs> like, that's what I feel, right? Like, that is why Nintendo also puts games like, you know... Um, what was it called? Marvel... Marvel Hero, Hero Girl, something like that. Oh, it's not for you're us. talking about the. Um, what the heck was that? Wait, I thought that was DC. Whatever, it was DC. Not that you the DC it. Supergirls <laughs> game. Yeah, something that was like that. Also, sixty dollars, which is wild. Um, but Nintendo, Nintendo obviously puts it in there, so they have something for everyone. It doesn't all have to be just for the gamers and just for us. And yeah, yeah. You know, like, I if, want if someone ever... to tweet at me and explain to me why Curious Expedition is, Two is good because if you have a decent argument, I'll probably check it out. But I right now, not not for me. Gang Beast be, for me. Be be honest though, if every game in every direct and in every indie world was for us, we would have a problem. <laughs> Dude, I do have that problem most of the time. <laughs> That's the problem. Also, how dare you? How dare you skip Slime Rancher? Slime Rancher. Oh yeah, I totally did skip that, huh? I was actually gonna talk about that after Gang Beast because Gang Beast <laughs> is kind of an easy chat. Gang Beast, uh, it plays like um, uh, how do I explain this? It plays like human fall flat. No, it yes, but no, it plays like well, yes, but it actually, plays no. like Fall Guys, <laughs> Smash Brothers. It's it's really what it is. It's Fall Guys Smash Brothers because it has the exact um, physics of Fall Guys, but it's a platform fighter like Smash Brothers. Apparently, from what I understand, that game has also been out since 2000. It's been out for a long 14, time. 14, 15? Yeah, it's been out for and, a while and it's still not on Switch, but at least it's and, coming. And yeah, okay, and I've also heard people say it doesn't look like it runs the greatest on Switch, despite it being from 2014, but it could be because it's like the initial trailer. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hey, more games, more games. We right. We never know. Um, now we can talk about Slime Rancher before this last one. Yay! So you, uh, was... you bought this game. What do you think? Oh, it's great. I'm having fun with it. It's uh... this is your first time. Yes, it's my first time playing Slime Rancher. I'm very upset that the slimes always escape from the pen and eat my chickens. Stop eating my chicken slime. Um, but other than that, oh, it's it's it, it's yet another one of those relaxing experiences that I've been. You know that I've been having with Islanders yep. as well. It's it not like fun. stressful, like oh, you're gonna lose money and you're gonna go bankrupt and like like Sim City would do to you. Sure. you know? but it's yeah, you know, it's 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 relaxed. It's nice. It's and it runs really well. Like yeah, I think I, it's 60 frames, but the visuals are just a little downgraded, which is fine. I played it. I have I own it on Steam and I've played it on Xbox because and I was playing it again because they announced the second one during E3. So mm-hmm. it's cool that. Maybe we'll get the second one on Switch now that we have the first one. Let's hope so. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a very, very relaxing game. Um, yep. I, I don't have anything bad to say about Slime Rancher, to be honest. Neither do I so far. 
Um, Eastward, final one more thing game. Yes. Uh, yay or nay? Um, I have no idea what this is. Uh, Neither do I, but I want it because Chucklefish makes amazing games, and I think they may be one of, of people... if not the best, at visually pixel games. Like once again, a lot of people seem to be excited for uh, excited for this game, and I haven't seen it yet, so. I was like, what is this? This looks fine, but I have no idea what this is. I cannot put judgment on it quite yet. Yeah, I'm just saying from the trailer and the pixel art, like, I think Chucklefish might be the best at pixel art. Like, it might be. Dude, it looks so beautiful. And I forget exactly what the eShop listing has for it, because there is one. But mm-hmm. I don't even care. I just want it. You know what? You know what's surprising to me every time I see these uh, these showcases? Mm. What? No, no, um, Silk Song. Yeah, a lot of people are disappointed. Yep, no Silk Song. Uh, what what other game was it that people were looking forward to? Um, Golf or Sports Story? Because I got the late. Yep, that wasn't on there either. And um, there is one more. I'm still still waiting for Disco Elysium on Switch. That was announced a while ago, and it was supposed to be here summer 2021. It was. But there is another game other than those three, and I can't think of it, and it's going to come to me after the show, probably. But um, I agree. I really do want an update on Sports Story. I know I got delayed until, I think, at least holiday, but probably next year, but I, I want I'm gonna, that game. I'm going to say next year we'll have like an E3-style indie world presentation where we get all these high-profile titles in one direct. Dude, next year is going to be rough with main games, let alone oh, indie uh, games. What- What's the other one? Perhaps a Cuphead DLC? Yeah, that was the other one. Cuphead DLC, which also got delayed to next year. And it's even delayed on Steam, so it's definitely not yeah. coming to Switch. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's all going to happen in one massive indie world explosion next year. It'll be the best indie world explosion ever, <laughs> even though this one was pretty done clothed. It'll be great. Yeah. So that was, that was indie world, like I said. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Didn't waste too much time. They got right into it, and they left. Yep. And... We had four or five titles. Actually, maybe more. I think it was seven. Seven seven titles that were released that day. Which is great. And I think only three of the titles are 2022 titles. The rest are coming out this year. Well, unless there's a delay, but tentatively. Which is pretty good. That's crazy. It's crazy. And this is all before we have um, a still rumored Nintendo Direct, which has more weight to it now. And um, the Pokemon presents on Wednesday, which we'll talk about in a bit. It'll oh my gosh, it'll be bad for wallets all year round. Let's dive in with uh, your wallet being crying with Spelunky one and two on the Switch for August twenty sixth. Okay, so I've played Spelunky one on PlayStation four. I think it was free at some point in PlayStation Plus, if I'm not mistaken. That's how I got it there. Um, but I've never beaten it. Right. Because you know I'm bad at video games. Everybody should know that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. GG. Um, but so that means well, once it comes out, uh, release date has been announced to be the 28th, 26th. 26th. Yes, the 26th. Uh, Spelunky One will retail for 9.99. Spelunky Two for 19.99. I will only purchase the first one, so I can work on that before purchasing the second one. <laughs> Well, Splunky 1 has local multiplayer, and the second one has online play, but I've never played either of these games, and I really don't understand what they are. They are. So it's basically a uh, 
to the platforming rogue light mm-hmm. where you where you travel through uh through well caverns you're spelunking to caverns and it just it just, it just looks it like made... minecraft with 2d no you can't build you you can you can blow up basically every wall every floor with dynamite and stuff so you can travel that way but other than that it's a it can be a very difficult 2d platformer because so it's, it's a metroidvania like... multiplayer or it's a metroidvania game platformer thing um not really metroidvania because once you beat a level you just move on to the next which is just one i don't want to say small map it's a, a decently sized map usually gotcha. where you have to manage make your way through and you always have to find an exit i think each map that you go on has a uh, lost person that you can find. Right. But it's also filled with traps. Like if you look at the screenshot that's provided on the on the Engadget website. Yeah. You have like that little gold trophy thing and a, a stump above it. And obviously, as soon as you pick up that trophy, that stump will come down and squish you. Mm. So you have like all these Indiana Jones style traps to avoid. Um, on in the wall to the left, you see like a little statue with like its teeth clenched. Yeah. They can. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they can shoot arrows if you're in their line of sight, stuff like that. It's it's not just like exploring the caves, killing the enemies, but it's also like avoiding the traps, finding the best way to navigate around. Maybe uh, I'll get have, this eventually. You have rope, uh, rope that you can like throw up or down to climb up and down with. You know, one, once it anchors into the wall, it you can it, it stays there, stuff like that. Um, you so can how try... is this different than Spelunker World and Spelunky HD? Or whatever it is. Spelunker HD. I don't understand. Spelunker is more regular platforming, whereas here you can actually dig your mine, uh, dig, dig and mine your way down. But are they in the same HD. universe? No, 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 no. Spelunker is a Japanese franchise. And oh my god. Just a, just a letter off or two and we're here? Yeah, yeah. Spelunker and Spelunky are two different franchises. Okay, that was where like I was I said, confused. I guess that makes Spelun- sense because the main character in Spelunker is like red with a mining gear and this person's yellow, so. Spelunker is an arcade experience that was released, I believe, on Atari and NES, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Whereas Spelunky is a roguelike. Got so it. every time you go to these dungeons, every time you go to these caves, they have a different layout. All right, I'm there now. I'm, I'm with you. All right, well, check that out on I already, I, already added, I already added the money to the eShop for this. <laughs> Dude, and then we got this bombshell, Pokemon Presents, August 18th, yep. 2021, at 9 a.m. Eastern. I want to try and stream it or do a reaction to it before work, but who knows? It's twenty. It it's, it's 28 minutes long as per Cerebi, so almost half an hour. It's going to be mm-hmm. focusing on... Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, obviously, and then also on Pokemon Legends Arceus, which comes out in January. And yes, that is the definitive name to pronounce that Pokemon, because it's said by multiple people in Pokemon Company and movies, so don't come at me. I hear people say it's Arceus or other things. It's Arceus. It's Arceus, Just get out of here. Anyway, so we have that. Um, Um, First off, before we get into this, do you think, because of this now, like I said earlier, there's more weight to the Direct? For Nintendo because they usually follow each other, like a yes. main direct. Yes, yes, yes. I do believe that either late this month or early September we might be seeing a full-on Nintendo direct. Yeah, me too. Also, um, this goes along with that article we spoke about. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, where we were 
the guy from Pokemon was being interviewed about info coming soon. I mean, this is pretty soon, right after that mm -hmm. article. Uh, yep. I'm pretty hyped that it actually is happening, because I was getting nervous that they weren't talking about Pokemon for a while. I mean, they, they announced this back during Pokemon Day, and then we saw an updated trailer for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl for the OLED, and that that's been it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to see more of Pokemon Legends Arceus, because... The frame rate honestly, was rough in that trailer, man. I want that. The frame rate was rough. The big open world looked empty. I want to see more. Like, the game looks amazing. A... Like, I just want it to be good. Yes. Like, I don't even... The, the world being... um, What do you call it? Like, a little less populated was fine with me, as long as the frame rate didn't look like it was dipping under 30. Like, that... Uh, mm -hmm. I forget the exact Pokemon's name. Um... It's not, already, uh... it's not Chingling or something. Oh my god, it's a floating Pokemon in the trailer. was bouncing up and down, and that frame rate did not even look like it was hitting 30, and it was rough. <laughs> uh, so, let's hope they fix that. Um, they did update the assets for Diamond Pearl, because nice. at, at launch in February, everyone was like, first they didn't like the chippy style, then they kind of liked it, and it was going back to top-down, and that was nice, but they didn't like how oversaturated the colors looked, and it looked too bland, and now... With the OLED trailer, it looked a lot more refined and everything looked sure. less saturated, so it looks more realistic looking. And the trees, some actually look better than Sword and Shield, which is wild. So right. I'm I'm excited to see gameplay of that, and like I want to yeah, see well, if they're gonna throw in anything from Platinum because it's a technically a remake, and they do that with their remakes. So because they're not gonna remake sure. the third game again. Uh it's it's gonna be from from what I understand, it's only going to be the, those three games: Diamond, Pearl, and Arceus. Right, yeah, no, that's that's all it is. But I'm saying in yeah. Ruby and Sapphire's remakes and Heart Gold and Soul yeah, Silver's no, no, remakes, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm saying it's. I'm not expecting anything beyond that. Like, no, uh, neither am I. Neither am I. Unless, I mean, we have release unless, dates for everything already. Unless they're gonna mention something about Blissey being added to Pokemon Unite. Um, they might. They might do it as like a little, like a cameo. But mm. I don't know. I mean. It's a good question, because they did tweet that out, that Unite is coming out the same day. But Pokemon yeah, Pokemon Unite had its own Twitter account, and I don't know if Pokemon... I don't remember if they retweeted it or not. I think they may have, but uh, Blissey is coming out as the next character. People were a little salty that it wasn't Blastoise first. I mean, he's still coming, because he he's in the beta, <laughs> and he was in the DLC panel. So he is coming. People. People are always salty, you know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, they, they keep updating that thing with bug improvements, um, balancing, I mean, and I'm, now they're getting another Pokemon, so that's cool. I'm, I'm just salty it's not Inteleon, so there we oh, go. Okay. Everybody has a reason to be salty. <laughs> we can't even start predicting who it'll be until after Blastoise is out, because Blissey was already data mined. So. Right. But yeah, I, I'm definitely hyped for Pokemon news, and 28 minutes is a long time, um, especially if you're it's... only talking about two games that are have been out for 15 years and right. a new game. As, consider, especially considering they managed to squeeze 19 games in a 20-minute uh, indie presentation. So right. they I, better have a lot of good info available for us. <laughs> I mean, my prediction is they're going to talk about more about exactly if they're adding or adding anything from Platinum or staying true to the originals, um, if they're mm -hmm. going to add any new legendaries, and then they're going to give us more info about Arceus as far as uh, maybe Pokemon that are available, we'll probably see some new ones, maybe some updated battle stuff, world building. I mean, they have to tell us a lot, but at the same time, they're going to more focus on Brilliant Diamond and Pearl until 
at least November, and because Arceus comes out in January, we probably can get another Pokemon Presents before that. I just, um, I just want them to uh, bring back the cave system that they had where you could, you know, mine and build a little hideouts and stuff like that. Just bring that back. I'll be happy. The cave system was cool. That was cool. You know what's not cool? That what? Goomba's falling. Goomba's falling is hilarious, but also dangerous in this situation. Um, in Super Nintendo World, Japan, uh, the unfortunate event happened. Uh, there's some moving... Uh, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts, like Yoshi's moving around, coins rotating, Twom's moving up and down, and Goomba's stack moving back and forth, which apparently, for some reason, nobody has figured out why yet, has collapsed. That Goomba stack, it fell over. Uh, nobody has footage of the incident itself of the Goomba stack falling. Um, but p- there's yeah, it's just footage. like a before and after. Yeah, there's footage of them being carried off into like a cavern area where the Yoshis are. Um, luckily, it fell somewhere that's inaccessible to visitors, which is actually, you know, it's what I expect with so many moving parts that a lot of the moving areas are inaccessible to visitors because, right. you know. It is but, kind of that is wild though that that happened. I mean, luckily no one the was there. Is, the park is relatively new, so yeah. Yeah, good thing no one's there. Um, I guess this happens. Sure, hopefully they fix it, figure out why, and then correct it for the future. And especially if they're gonna try and mimic the build and add on to it for um, the parks in the U.S. eventually. Right. So we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. But we figured we'd mention it. Yeah, it's uh, it's just something you know. It's it's unfortunate that it happened. So I hope they put it back soon if they can. Mario's still topping the charts in the UK though with Mario Kart Eight. It is crazy how well Mario Kart Eight is selling, and this is why we will never get a Mario Kart Nine. <laughs> At least not on the Switch. Um, Dude, they will they will port Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Plus to the Switch too before they make a Mario Kart uh, Mario Dude, Kart Nine. I just want them to pull a Mario Party and like three years. You know, like after two, three years, just say, "Oh, here's a free content update." Like, right. all I'm no, asking no, no. for, I, I would actually pay for it. I would actually pay a lot. I'd probably pay thirty dollars for more actually, courses and more characters. I really would at this point. You know what I could see Nintendo do maybe at this point? Nothing. Because because Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is selling so well. Mario Kart Superstars. Oh yeah, and then just retro, just retro tracks. But there is a lot of retro tracks in there already. Yes, but imagine it's, uh, so. How many cups do we have? We have ten, I think. Ten cups, twelve cups. It's 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 more than eight. It's more than eight, but not more than twelve. Sure, it's between but eight and twelve. Let's let's say Nintendo puts like fourteen, sixteen, sixteen cups, all retro tracks, and then the most popular characters bring back Funky Kong stuff like that. You know, I could see him do that. The I want them to do an update where they add in double dash as an as an as a mode again. Like that mechanic's fantastic. It was only in one game, and it added a lot of cool multiplayer aspects to it. And where you mm-hmm. and a friend could play each character on the same cart. Um, I always thought they would be silly not to do something like that. And even if they couldn't do it, you know, tech technically from a sure. uh, coding standpoint, you could just give us more carts and more maps because this little game called Mario Kart World Tour on the mobile devices exists that gets content updates at least once a month, if not more, with new stuff every month. 
Right, right. And it's also sold so much that your install base would probably pay for it. Or if they didn't, you could just give it for free because you've made so much money on this stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's just me. I don't think in neither of these situations is probably going to happen, but it would be nice. I said, but I, I would say I would like to see a Super Nintendo card. Yeah, dude, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, it, they, they should do something like that, like a Smash Brothers, but for, for Mario Kart. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I like Mario Kart, I, you know, I don't want to see Mario, Baby Mario, Gold Mario, Metal Mario. Yeah, there is a it, lot of Mario variants. There's like eight of them. It gets redundant. And they should do, they should do Mario Kart Ultimate and do. They could keep the same roster that they have and then just add in characters from other games like Captain Falcon because he has F Zero, right. Star Fox. I don't know if you've all that. I don't know if you've played Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, I have. They they at one point they had a uh, a tour that was called the Mario Tour and it was only variations of Mario you could unlock and there were so many and I was like this is going to be crazy. I don't just want to unlock Mario's man. Yeah. They should do they should even put Sonic in Mario Kart Ultimate. I know Sonic yeah. has his racing, which we still haven't played. But <laughs> still. I still don't know it yet, so. Oh. Was the oh maybe oh no we we haven't played Crash Team Racing that was the one Crash Team Racing correct All speaking right. of Sonic though speaking of Sonic though Sonic Mania has turned four years old and we still don't have Sonic Mania two um from what I've heard um the Sonic Mania team is actually the ones who are making the uh, Sonic Classics collection origin yeah oh collection. right I did I did that's true I so I don't even understand what that is because. Does that mean those games are just not in Mania? So, the Sonic uh, Origins collection is Sonic 1 through Knuckles, I want to say, and Sonic CD completely remade by the team who made Sonic Mania, which is great because that team already made some of those games on Android. Right. And they all added extra stuff. For example, Sonic 1, you know, only had Sonic as a playable character. But then they ported it to Android. They added uh, Supersonic, Tails, Knuckles, and there are areas where Sonic couldn't get to, you know, because the, there was nothing there to get to because yeah. you know it, it, it was never necessary. They added new areas to the game for Tails that's and Knuckles cool. to explore, and that's why I'm I'm hoping that these Origin collections are going to be like this, where it's like the original games with the added content. Um, for example, a good uh, a good thing here is I don't know if you've ever played Sonic Two, right? But there is this pit, and if you would fall in this pit, you would have the chance of like constantly getting damaged because at the bottom of the pit was spikes, yeah. and you could constantly pick up your own ring again, being perpetually stuck until the time ran out. Or if you played a Super Sonic, you couldn't get out; you had to wait until your rings ran out. That pit has been changed in the mobile version, where it the spikes are removed and it. If you fall in it, you unlock a bonus level in the form of Hidden Palace Zone, which was a completely scrapped level from Sonic 2 brought back. So Look that's what you. I'm hoping for. That's um, what I'm hoping for that they're working on. Adam Wolf in the chat says the mobile versions of 1, 2, 3 are the best ports, and he believes they're going to include them in the uh, pack you're talking about. That would be great. That's cool. That's cool. But uh, yeah, the just wanted to give some shout out to Mania for being four years. Um, and the fact that it's Sonic's 30th, right? So, Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces both came out in 2017. And it's so sad to realize that in that time, not a single new Sonic game has come out and that we're still waiting for that new one for next year. Rangers. Whereas before, yeah, I don't want to say Rangers per se quite yet. 
with that title. But at least we're getting colors remade. Different. Yeah, it's something. Well, uh, what, they could be in hot water with this court ordering the ROM websites to destroy all of their unauthorized Nintendo games. So there's at least that. Oh, this, yeah, great. This picture of Mario from Odyssey with the pirate hat is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Um, so this the website was ROM Universe, and basically there was concerns about them having Nintendo games and other games used as ROMs. And this statement here says, Plaintiff's evidence demonstrates a threat of continued infringement based on defendant's representations, and he may relaunch his website with which previously contained plaintiff's copyrighted games, plaintiff being Nintendo. Accordingly, plaintiff demonstrates irreparable harm, warranting an injunction for plaintiff's copyright infringement claim. So, basically, yikes. And okay. uh, they also still have to pay the $2.1 million. Okay, so... <laughs> Here's Defendant thing, shall permanently though. destroy all unauthorized Nintendo games or, or other unauthorized copies of Nintendo's intellectual property, including movies, books, music, no later than August 17th, 2021. Sorry. Hey, that's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the question is, though, how are you going to do that? How is he not just put it all in a two gigabyte, uh, two terabyte SSD and store it somewhere knowing he actually did this? It's, it's, this is something that feels un... Um, enforceable. Mm, I mean, they still are forcing the two point one million dollar fine. No one, I guess. I mean, they won't ever know if he copies it off to another spot. Right. Sure, but the fine is obviously enforceable. But it's it's a data file. You can. There's plenty other. Okay, I shouldn't say this obviously, but there's plenty other ROM sites out there. He can probably get the files back anywhere he wants. Yeah, I agree, but. This is just Nintendo being Nintendo and going after what's theirs to protect themselves, which they always do, more so than any other company. I mean, I I agree with that sentiment, right? They they should protect their um, games. How much it how much Copyright. it pains me to say this, it is fully in Nintendo's right to protect their properties, even though they're doing bad job at game preservation. Just like Castlevania. Yes, dude. <sighs> I'm so upset about this announcement. You have no idea. Grimoire of Souls coming uh, to iOS. You know, yeah, like iOS. not the Nintendo Switch. They just do not want Castlevania on Nintendo Switch. They gave us a Castlevania collection, and that's it. Which is we great. Don't even, we don't even. Sorry, we don't even get Symphony of the Night. We don't even have the other half of the Castlevania games. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, we're not going to put this on the Switch, the most popular handheld selling and one of the best selling systems of all time. We're not going to put it on there. Like, right. what do you it's mean, Konami? It's... Konami is being weird lately. They Konami is, an, is more popular in casinos when I was on my bachelor party than it is on Nintendo Switch consoles. Yes, it is. Confirmed. It not is. a joke. Like, bro. It's so annoying. And they even reference in this that it appears to adopt the same side-scrolling gameplay scene in Symphony of the Night and the GBA and DS trilogies, which I also want. And has 2.5 visuals instead, which makes it kind of look... Um, kind of look like... Oh, God. What's that game called? Bloodstained. But it's Castlevania. This almost feels as tone-deaf as releasing the pixel ports of Final Fantasy on phone and PC and not on consoles. At least Square Enix is 
giving a survey if they want it on consoles. <laughs> the least they... I, gonna... I mean, okay, but... <sighs> hey, at least they gave I mean... a survey. I'm not saying I agree with their practice at all, but this is like... Konami's not even caring. They're just like, yeah, whatever, move on. It's it's stupid, but I... I it's I sad. Guess. It's a sad time. What's uh... even sadder is the voice of Mario from the early 90s has passed. He has passed, which leaves me okay. So I grew up in the Netherlands. No way. And we, yes way, and we had this cartoon on a broadcast channel called Filmnet, which was a premium paid channel. And then, so when the channel was free for a couple of months to watch, we recorded all these episodes. So that's how I watched this. But it was dubbed. We did, We never got the English version. We had to dub Dutch version, which means I was not familiar with Boone, uh, Walker Boone. Mm-hmm. Until I got like YouTube and watched it on there sometime, um, which means that out of all the Mario's I grew up with, only technically two remain, which is Charles Martinet, the original D voice of Mario, and then um, I think his name is Mark Grau, who did the Mark Grau Grau or something, who did the voice of Mario in the Hotel Mario games. Dude, it's like. Who is voicing Mario in this movie? Oh, the new movie? Yeah, nobody knows. Like I said, Charles Martinet has never even... Uh, has said that he not... has been asked yet to star in it. Um, unfortunately, other Mario actors like Bob Hoskins and Lou Albano have already also passed away, which would have been great options as well. I wonder if it's a totally new person. You know what I said the other or day? Or if they even started recording his voice, which would be wild if they didn't. Go ahead. You know what I you know what unfortunate realization I had the other day? What? Steve Carell doing Gru as Mario. Steve Carell doing Gru as Mario? Gru from the Despicable Me movies right. as Mario. Something like that. Steve Carell as Mario was my unfortunate realization that might be actually an option because of, like, Gru, Gru does some kind of accent, I want to say, you know, a voice with yeah. an accent that I can't quite place. <sighs> he might, and I'm not looking forward to that option. I mean, nothing he's a good actor, me. but I don't know if he can Steve, do that voice. Nothing against Steve Carell himself, like I said, but it is the, it's, I, I don't see Steve Carell as Mario, you know, that's just the thing. That movie would be delisted faster than Stranger Things and Dead by Daylight. Oh no! I'm so sad. I'm so sad, man. Uh, yeah, Dead by Daylight. They have been teasing uh, the new uh, update that's coming, the new killer that's coming Tomorrow. pretty soon. Um, which Hellraiser, is, which is apparently Hellraiser. It even one of the trailers. Dude, it's Hellraiser. This, one of the trailers even had the source code. If you read the source code, it literally said Hellraiser trailer. <laughs> it's Hellraiser. Like, there's it is no definitely doubting. Hellraiser. I saw the thing on the TV in the trailer. It's, it's mm. Hellraiser. It's definitely Hellraiser. I agree. I agree. I've never seen any of the Hellraiser movies, but even I agree it's Hellraiser. Looks great. Um, but yeah, uh, November 17th. 17th. Um, yeah. Um, Stranger Things is basically leaving that by daylight, which means you can no longer purchase the cosmetics. You can no longer purchase the characters. Which um, you do you get know, to keep it if you bought it, though. You do get to keep it if you bought it. Achievements will transfer into um, more uh, global achievements. You know, not yeah. related to Dead by Daylight, uh, and not Dead by Daylight. And they're removing the um, the map. The perks that you have will transfer into non 
um, Stranger Things perks. Right. But other than that, it remains the same. The map gets removed, which is also, once again... And they're starting a blowout sale, which is nice. Sorry? They're starting a blowout sale on the 18th, until the yeah. 17th of November. For yes. Stranger Things exclusively. Yeah, it's like 50% on almost any, everything Stranger Things related. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, said, like I said, this is like 95% a licensing issue with Netflix. They probably want more, and especially with Stranger Things Season 4 coming out soon. Yeah, so the Stranger Thing license is a little bit weird. Um, uh, recently, uh, Smite got Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins, the anime, got a Stranger Things crossover thing going on. Right. Um, besides that, Netflix is starting their own gaming divisions, which probably means they're going to do their own Stranger Things games. Yeah, so, and they had that Stranger Things Season 3 game on the Switch itself, the Pixel one. Um, yeah. I, I, this is 100% this is a licensing issue. Either behavior negotiated poorly or they don't have the money that netflix wants to keep the license either one is plausible um it's a great ip I, to, it's a great ip to have in your game because it's you mm -hmm. know on yeah. it's it's stranger things is probably on the level of like uh i don't know let's see what what would it be on the, i don't know i don't i don't want to say it's on game of thrones level but it's it's up there right <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty. So it's pretty popular. you want this in your game, and it's sure. it's rough to be losing it. But I'm just glad they're not refunding so, people who have it. So from what I understand is that um, Stranger Things was also part of Fortnite. Yeah. For a while, and they lost the license too, not because they were bad negotiators or because Epic didn't have the money, because God knows Epic has the money, but because Netflix yeah, did bags. not want to play ball. Netflix did not want to play ball, and I feel like that might be the case here too. Netflix just want to stop playing ball with the Stranger Things. I mean, things yeah, like. it could be that too. That's that's fair. Um, yeah, because there's no way Epic doesn't have the money to keep a license. Because because relatively recently there were new cosmetic updates for the for the Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, in July. Content. Yeah, that's yeah, that's less than a month ago. So I I I feel it's a Netflix issue more than a, a BHVR issue at this point. Mm. All right, fair enough. Um, like I said, at least we get to keep our purchases, so not the end of the right. world, but it does suck for newer players. Yeah, because they will not be able to play with the demo Gorgon, which obviously means that... Um, and Nancy's a, of, a pretty popular, uh, what do you call it, survivor. Yeah, which obviously means that everybody is going to play um, demo Gorgon after the 17th for people who don't have it just to show it off. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Um... Overall, a lot of news, added, a lot of exciting I, stuff. I added one more news article quickly. <laughs> I don't know this if you saw be it. Good. Oh it's not. My it's not amazing, God, dude. But it's a game I like a lot. Risk of Rain Two, and uh, the Switch is finally getting the anniversary update tomorrow. Finally, which which have been up, which have been up on Xbox One, PS4, you know, PC for a while now. So right. we will finally, we will be finally caught up. Um, which is actually coincidentally because this week I have been playing Risk of Rain, so really nice for me. Yeah, I have this on PC. It is a good game. I can't lie. Um, and the only thing, only thing nice I need now me. is the only thing I need now is crossplay. Obviously, is there still not crossplay? No, Risk of Rain does not have crossplay, unfortunately. Yeah, cross progress. I don't think so either. Mm -hmm. Which Dead by Daylight also doesn't have, by the way. Mm, yep, rip, 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 <laughs> the dream. Um, also, rip everyone's playthroughs on Road 96 because of the fact that it's not 
always easy to get to the end of the game. Hence yeah. the procedurally generated nature of newer games. So you bought Road 96. It, I'm waiting for my review code still. What do you think? It's uh, it's a good game. I, uh, I I I already did one playthrough. Uh, made it to the end. Great. Sure. It's, it's got some. Game. It's got some good reviews going. Sitting at it's, an eighty uh, on Metacritic. It's actually surprising, honestly, that earlier I said I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of visual novels, and then here's Road ninety six, which is basically a uh, visual you know, novel with mini games. Procedure, yeah, procedurally generated uh, visual novel. <laughs> yeah, but there is video game oh, video games. There is um, mini games inside of it, so like bartending yeah, they, or playing that. The, the game that kid gives you if you yeah I, I played I played that game that the kid gives you it's kind of like combat on Atari and then the bartending is there and uh, which you know uh, uh, Pong which is a variation of Pong has played and there is actually um, air hockey right so that's I saw that I, yeah that's what I've been doing so far it's it's fun it looks it's fun. fun it looks fun um this is made by DigiArks. DigiX Art Entertainment, Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and it's in, you know, 1996, and yep. you're trying to es- essentially s- escape this nation of Petria, which is fictional, mm-hmm. and yep. you uh, meet various characters along the way. I do like the art style of it. But... it the art style is nice. Uh, it Some areas on Switch were a little bit choppy, I have to say. But nothing major right. issues that I've run across. Um, it's a really good game. It's it's I I might actually like. Okay, so each character has a story to tell, you yeah. know, and it has like a little uh, progress bar, like how far have you unlocked the story, like. Yeah. And with one of the characters, you're gonna try and get hundred percent on each character. Well, it's because you can unlock more than one percent per character, more more than one character per run, because right. oh. In this run, you come across characters X, Y, and Z, and in the next ca- run, you come across characters A, B, C, you know, and yeah, stuff like that. And that's how you can progress it. And I'm hoping to have all those characters at 100% by the end of the week. <laughs> Jeez. And speaking of 1996, that is also the retail price currently on Switch. Very good. And then we got Space Invaders Invincible Collection releasing tomorrow for $59.99 uh, with 11 arcade games. From I them. I I okay. I want this because at first I was gonna buy the uh, the other collection, which had only like five games. I want to say. Yeah. But oh, come on, man! It's a it's eleven Space Invaders game. It has Arkanoid versus Space Invaders, which used to be a mobile exclusive. Right. Uh, it has Space Invaders Extreme. It has a lot of know. games. I got this, so I got the collector's edition. Yep. Physically, which took forever to come. From Strictly Limited, and there's a lot, a lot of stuff in there. I mean, there's stickers, there's coasters, there's the game physically, there's manuals for each game, there's posters for each game, there's mm-hmm. an art book about each game and like the making of Space Invaders and like paraphernalia from back in the 70s and 80s, which actually is really awesome. There's um, a collector's box itself, there's a lot of stuff, and I think the physical is worth it for. I paid more than sixty. I think I paid like closer to like one ten. Sure. But for all of that stuff, because I physically have it, and since Space Invaders is 
obviously an iconic piece of gaming history. I wanted that, but I don't know if I would pay $60 for the download. Uh, but it does come with I 11 did. games, so I can't... You can't be too mad, I guess. 11 games, but it, you know, they're all it's, basically it's, still it's Space 11, Invaders. It's 11 versions of Space Invaders. And yeah, exactly. It's my, it's my favorite even on here. I mean, you get a good range of games. It goes through the entire have, time frame. They don't, need, they don't even have Space Invaders 88, which is my favorite one. Um, I guess you're not getting it. Saved you $60. Good job. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all good. But, like I said, I, that's yeah. why I did the physical. I don't know if I would have bought it just for digital, to be honest. Sure, um, we're also getting Swords and Souls uh, Never Seen on August 18th, which uh, is a unique RPG where leveling up takes skill. I thought this looked cool. Honestly, the art style at first had me a little nervous, but I looked more into it and it looks fun. Um, this is yeah. interesting. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, it says it's a, it's an RPG where leveling takes scale. Uh, I wonder what kind of scale. Like, is turn it based like combat? Yeah, it's turn based combat. How skillful is this? Is this like darkest dungeons level of hard, or is this like you know, oh, yeah. I grind enough and it's fine? That's a good question. I don't know. And there's um, there's a light story. There's an online leaderboard, post game, mm -hmm. endless runs, fun stuff. So I mean, it looks fun. I don't know if I'll grab it. Sure, but maybe, maybe. Uh, why don't you take this next one? Because my voice is dying. So, Monster Train First Class coming out August 19th. Oh, all these games are coming out right after each other right. now. The new strategic layer to roguelike deck building. Where you have to fight on three vertical battlegrounds simultaneously. There it um, is. The card, the card style and the way how you hold your cards reminds me of Hearthstone a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I... I, I... I saw this in our Discord, and it looks interesting, but I just bought a card game, Shadowverse, and mm -hmm. I still play Hearthstone semi-regularly, and there's just Wait. so many games coming out, it's like, I, I don't think I'm going to get it. I uh, It looks really interesting. I It might be something I pick up down the line, because I don't really have card games on Switch besides Dragon Ball, uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes. Sure. So I have to make I have to make a choice soon. Like, do I want Monster Train? Do I want Shadowverse? Do I want Yu-Gi-Oh? You know. Plus, Slay the Spire is still my favorite roguelike card game. Oh, never mind. I do have a I do have another card game which is Slay the Spire. <laughs> yeah, that one's definitely my favorite as far as roguelike card games go. Right. Um, Shadowverse is going up there in terms of traditional, though. The only thing that's probably first still is Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's purely nostalgia, because Shadowverse mm -hmm. right now is better in every other way. Um, so, sure. But yeah, this game looks alright. And then I threw on here Thea 2, The Shattering. Um, this is, is a Thea... strategy RPG and card game. Is that any good? Because I think Thea, The Awakening is what it's called, the first one? I think so. I don't know if it's any good. I put it on here because I... it looked like Civilization and Gwent with I crafting. Yeah, that's, that's what it looks like, yeah. So um, I put it on. There. I don't know. I, I think the first one, Thea, goes on sale like a million times. I've yeah. seen it on sale almost every time. And it always looks like interesting, but I've never actually picked it up. But uh, because I had no idea it was like strategy, card game, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a blend of 4X strategy RPG and card game. It's a follow up to the original game, and it has different elements of all of those together. 
And mm -hmm. it looks like it's up to three players. Oh, nice. Apparently, it's from from the chat. Jailber from Twitter says they played it, and it was kind of boring. So take that with a grain of salt, because I haven't played it. So, yeah. Um, other than that, it, it's going to be, you know, I, I already pre-ordered um, King's Bounty, which is coming out next week. Yeah, and then Nintendo tomorrow is going to tweet that there's another Smash character. Um, which so. uh, which I've already paid for. I also already have the money added for my Spelunky, which is also coming out next week, two days right. after. Right. <laughs> so Nintendo's um, tomorrow is going to tweet the direct with everything. I'm just predicting what they're going to do because it'll come true. They're going to tweet yeah. something out that's going to just be like really like and then, you couldn't just wait. Yeah. They got. You know what they're going to tweet out tomorrow? The Metroid Dread stuff. No, 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 no. Tomorrow we're getting a release date for Fall Guys. Please no. <laughs> Please no. Alright, I think that's it. Let's wrap up. Alright. Alright, everyone, that's all for this week's episode of Nintendo Rama. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Hope you have a great one.